<clears throat> Welcome to F5 Podcast. We look forward to conversing about personal versus social responsibility. I think we've gotten a lot of comments regarding this, uh, regarding you know taking a COVID vaccine, regarding just your responsibility relating to other people and people around you. Um, we, we look forward to conversing about this uh, amazing subject and also about leadership. Uh, let's go ahead and get started with uh, personal versus social responsibility, Sebastian. So what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, and I think this is an important topic. We, we uh, cut up uh, a meeting I was having with my internal team on leadership and Isaac is doing a fantastic job of cutting it up. I get a lot of questions around who's in the room while you're talking and are you alone? I keep joking with people oh, I'm in front of the mirror talking to myself and a, uh, a segment of a, a longer meeting I was having a conversation I was having around freedom in which I was saying that for most people, I don't think the vaccine is particularly dangerous. Um, it's not without its risks, but I still side on the personal choice of whether or not to take it. And, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, commented positively on that and agreed, but then there was another group that said, Hey, well, you know, and I was equating my body, my choice, which is obviously the advocates of abortion for the last 30 or 40 years have been going for. And people say, Hey, you're, you're falsely equating two different things. Abortion only affects me, um, or the woman and, you know, the, the, the virus or COVID you have the potential to spread it to other people. And so that's obviously the contention on both sides of this. And then 47% of adults, of course, and my, my goal isn't to get into the abortion conversation right now, but 47% of adults in America would say, well, abortion doesn't just impact you. It impacts an innocent child as well, which is the same contention, which is your decision isn't just hurting you. And then on the other side of that argument for COVID, people are saying the same thing. Well, your decision to not get vaccinated doesn't just impact you. And so really the question is, personal responsibility versus social responsibility. And where is that line? And that's where freedom gets messy, right? Because there, that is a fair argument. Like, where are we socially responsible for the people in our community and the people around us? And what of it is personal responsibility? And so I want to outline that discussion and how I look at it. And it's very hard in comments. And I have tried to comment as much as I possibly can. But some of these things are harder to articulate in comments because we only get so many characters and it does help you get more concise, but sometimes what you're saying gets missed as well. So I think that's the framework I want to jump into today. Well, when you said my body, my choice, people in the comments, what they responded with uh, the rebuttal normally was, well, you have a social responsibility for other people. So for example, they would use the example of, you know, you're not going to like, why, why is it you're not your responsibility to not drink? Right. Uh, in a car, right? Because you're going to get potentially get in an accident and hurt other people. Um, so why won't you take a vaccine? Well, you'd have to presuppose that the vaccine actually works and right. it actually doesn't spread. And that 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 argument would be absolutely valid if that the vaccine actually worked and people believed it worked. And I'm not sure people actually believe it worked. There's not enough time that has passed to prove efficacy and safety. And because of that, I think people are, are questioning whether they should take a vaccine, especially if that the result of you taking a vaccine, you, you know, intentionally giving your child a vaccine could could cause them to, you know, have a negative reaction or whatever the case may be. So it's, you know, it I don't think it's a, as strong of an argument if you're using like using it for a vaccine that just, you know, has been developed. So, yeah, it, it, I appreciate some of you guys want to jump on and chat with us. And in the future, I may. I may uh, invite people to come speak. We want to un kind of unpack this and certainly want to answer your questions if you have questions or, or thoughts that you want to share. Um, but I, I want to explain a couple of things. 
I am all about social responsibility. I also think only free people can choose social responsibility and you can't legislate morality. But there is a, a equating drunk driving or driving without a seatbelt, which by the way, some of these laws I think are silly anyway, but you've got to pick your battle and not because they aren't, they don't have real effect or that they aren't important, but because it still comes down to personal choice. Um, but around COVID, the issue is exactly what Frank is outlining. And I don't know if you guys on, I'm going live on TikTok. I don't know if you guys can hear Frank. He's sitting right next to me. Uh, but you guys can jump on our YouTube channel as well if you want to hear both of us uh, talk about this. But um, part of the issue is we're talking about a disease that reported by CDC. They're reporting a 99.7% recovery rate. Uh, so that alone tells me like, wait, wait, but with, with recovery that high. Yeah. And we, there's just a lot of unknowns, things we don't know about the vaccine long-term that are very concerning. And it was given an emergency use uh, case to be able to, to push it early. Um, and we still don't understand exactly how it works. There are people st standing out. In fact, I posted on my Instagram, a woman who worked on this technology who said, yeah, there are wild cards. There are things we still don't know about it. And there are people having an adverse effect. Well, Well, then it comes down to personal choice. And if one could say effectively, well, if you take this, you can't spread it and you can't get it. Well, then that's a different argument. And that's fascinating. But that isn't what's happening. People are still spreading it even while taking it. And, and people are still getting it. So yes, I understand that it, it potentially mitigates the downsides that your response to it is less severe. But if that's the case, and that's truly what this is about, then somebody who's getting it really isn't concerned about somebody choosing not to get it. Right. Like that, the math on that doesn't really work up. And I'd love to hear what you guys say if you're like, no, 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 no. That's a that's a different issue. I'm super interested in hearing if, if you think there's something to that. But certainly if you're the one choosing to get the vaccine and you really believe it works, why do you care if somebody personally chooses not to get it? Are you just assuming there's a lot of other people who don't have access to it? And so they're paying the price for that. That's interesting to me. Right. But with a recovery rate of as high as it is, and it's probably even higher because of how many people get COVID and don't report it. Um, that's fascinating to, to why we're advocating on that. For me, it's really about picking your battles and knowing what is personal responsibility and what is social responsibility. And both are important. Uh, but fear, which is obviously running prevalent right now, and there's a few things we haven't mm -hmm. talked about I'd love to get into, but fear we know makes people think less critically and make poorer decisions. And so when I see, and we know this, this is fact, right? But when I see people living from a position of fear, that immediately concerns me and how we make decisions uh, because we know the effects of fear. In fact, for those who you know read, read the Bible or any of the, the religious texts around the Bible, the most mentioned commandment in the Bible by times mentioned is do not fear, which is fascinating. Um, and so I, I just, I understand the power of fear and how it grips people. But here's some things to think about for my, my people who are pro-vaccine. If this was really about the health of people, right? And this is where this is getting pushed. That's really what we're about. Why aren't we giving vax cards to people who got COVID and recovered? And it, the biggest the biggest study done came out of Israel that proved that thir you had a 13 times stronger immune response if you got COVID and, and, and recovered from it than somebody who got the vaccination. Now, there was a smaller report done in the United States that, that contended that, but the biggest report to date coming out of Israel, the most vaccinated country in the world, is saying there's you have a 13 times better response. Imagine that if your own immune system built the IGA response. Well, then why aren't we giving vax cards to those people, right? If this is really just about keeping people healthy, 
Like that's confusing to me. And these are legitimate questions. Now, I think the big issue is here is there's really a lack of trust around our government right now, which is why there are people just saying, no, if, if, our, if we trusted our government and we trusted what people were saying, what our, our leaders were saying, then I think everyone takes it and they don't question it. And that's what, to me, breaks my heart. Again, I'm not telling you I think the vac vaccination is terribly um, can, or, or a risk for most people. I think there are some people at risk. And if you read the VAERS, have you spent any time on the VAERS report? Vaccine um, adverse vaccine adverse event reporting system. Yeah. Yes. But there is an unbelievable amount of, of data coming out of that that some will say, well, it's self-reported. It can't be verified. Who's going to go on there and just, you know, you're, you're, you're under... Uh, you're under criminal uh, law if you if you misreport or you say something right. that is inaccurate. So who's going to go <laughs> on there and just lie, right? It's like, this is what, again, the truth is usually somewhere in the middle. And I get very concerned when you have people on either side of this argument, just so certain of what they believe, because I'm like, no, that, that there is legitimate concern on both sides. Is there is there legitimate reason to trust getting the vaccine and is it helping yes there absolutely is is there legitimate concern about the vaccine and its long-term effects yes there absolutely is what we need to learn to do is trust each other and trust that we have different ways of looking at this and neither one is wrong you have to choose what's right for you and that's why freedom is really important here for some people i think if you're at risk getting the vaccine is probably a very good idea Right. Right. But if you're a, a perfectly healthy individual and the risk is more in the long term effects of the vaccine, and you, especially if you've already gotten COVID and recovered from it, then you shouldn't be mandated to take something that we know scientifically you're better immune for just getting getting the response on your own. So that's fascinating to me. And I'd love to hear what people say about that, because that's something that isn't getting brought up enough. Like, wait, yeah, if you got COVID, you actually had the best possible immune response you could get. Good friend of mine got COVID, ended up getting hospitalized, and he was very against the vaccine. And so he decided, well, maybe I'll get the vaccine. And the doctor goes, why would you get the vaccine? You're better You're better vaccinated now than, than anybody who's gotten the vaccine. You got COVID. Well, why aren't we talking about that for all the people who got it and gotten over it? That's fascinating to me. Why are we talking about the recovery rate and you know w w what types of people are getting sick? Right. Um, That's so the other part of personal <laughs> responsibility. Go into that, Frank. So, so if you're eating unhealthily and you're not working out, you're not, you know, taking vitamins, things of that nature on a consistent basis, then you're more at risk. That's just the truth. If it, it, you're more at risk and why aren't we talking about, you know, you eating better, you working out, you focusing on your health in just a more comprehensive way, as opposed to, um, just taking a vaccine, you know? Um, so I think that's, if you're overweight, you're at risk, you're, you're at a higher risk. I don't know the percentages. I don't know, you know, um, statistically what your chances are if you're like, you know, 10 pounds overweight versus 20 pounds overweight. But I do know that if you're overweight in general, if you're overweight in any way, you're going to be more at risk. And so I think there needs to be a narrative around, you know, working out. There needs to be a narrative around being healthy, not eating fast food, not putting things in your body that would right. not benefit you overall. And if we can do that, I don't know how we're going to do that. It's going to take somebody, a leader. Um, but right now, the narrative is around take your vaccine, take your vaccine. It's the only solution. But, I mean, um, and there's and this is a whole other discussion. And, and to be to be clear, I am not anti-vax. I'm also not pro-vax for everyone. To me, it comes down to the choice. And I can I can see both sides of an argument. I'm going to do a whole segment on critical thinking here soon. But part of being able to to in my world, to be able to contend a position, you need to know both sides. 
And what's very concerning to me is that there are people that are hardcore on the anti-vax side who really can't articulate the pro side of it. And then there are people who are like, you're an idiot if you don't get the vaccine, but can't really consider all the negatives. They don't, they either don't want to recognize them or they don't think they're true. And it's like, dude, slow down, understand there are both sides to this. And if this was really about people and you see a lot of virtue signaling right now, that cracks me up yeah. that it's, you know, this is the moral choice to make. Well, if that's really mm -hmm. the case and you're really concerned about lives being lost, there is a much better way to do this. Preventative medicine is where we should be. And most people who are losing their life to COVID had pre-existing conditions, right? Well, if we genuinely care about people, why don't we teach them to eat better, to change their diet, to 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 uh, to get make sure they're getting the right vitamins in their body? That's this, the preventative medicine side. Obviously, there isn't as much money in it. Uh, but if we care about people, that's what we should be advocating for. You're at risk. There is a reason you're at risk. So at 99% people not being at risk, we're asking the 99% to change their life for the 1%. To me, that's fascinating. And I'm not positive that that math works out. Not only that, we haven't talked about it enough. And I think in the coming years, we will. But ask a therapist right now, anybody who's in therapy, ask them how many more cases of anxiety and depression are being caused in the last two years because of lockdowns and the news and not being able to leave your house. And all of the uh, our response to this may ultimately be a bigger killer than COVID itself. And I'll, and I'll go on record for saying that. And only in a couple of years, we may find out that our response to this, keeping people inside, not allowing them to socialize, not allowing them to work, may end up being a much bigger issue. And we're not talking about that. Never mind all the people who are afraid to get other procedures and get other things done because, mm -hmm. oh my God, COVID. Like with a 99.7% recovery rate, help me understand. I heard recently um, a saying that. Uh... Once you give government power, it's never given back. That's, so you, we could look. We can actually <laughs> look through time and realize that once you give the government power, they don't go. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna take that back now. Go research the Patriot Act. <laughs> Americans gave up more of their freedoms in one moment than any other time in history, and we did it willfully. And we thought, yeah. oh my God, this is for the better of the country. Yeah, go right. research the Patriot Act. Yeah, we give we give someone an inch, we give a government entity an inch, they take a mile. And um, so we have to be cognizant of that. We have to be cognizant of the power that we're giving entities that may or may not have our best interests at heart. I mean, look, the government's great. I, I love the government. They provide a lot of social services that help society in general, but they don't have a good track record with regards to making good decisions for the people. And if you look at politicians, you don't, you don't see a politician to say, wow, that person's there for me. They're, they're there for them, essentially, uh, doing what they need to do and then trying to effectuate change in whatever way they know how to. But they're not really going to be super caring in, uh, in trying to help you know, society in general. So I don't know. I just I feel like we, we shouldn't give we have to be very cognizant and, and we have to think critically about the, the power we give to entities that may or may not have our best interests at heart. Yeah. And yeah. And I, I would just say I'm just commenting as you're saying this, Frank, I and neither one of. Frank nor I are um, conspiracy theorists. So oh. if you're hearing what we're saying and you're getting off on all your conspiracy theorists, to be clear, we're not conspiracy theories. Like, neither one of us think there's some mastermind group trying to control the world right now through this. Uh, it just, you know, which to me, that's just as silly as the other side of this that gets super extreme. Um, I think genuinely in the heart, everybody, if you start to listen, I go through my comment section. We, as, as, as Americans, as humans, citizens of the earth, we generally share the same values. We just have different ways of getting there. People are taking the vaccine, are taking the vaccine 
genuinely believe that's the best way to help the most people. And that's what's in their heart. And I believe that. I think that's so beautiful. For the people who aren't taking it, it's because they don't believe that's the best way to help themselves and others. And it's they're not evil people either. So we, we got to stop demonizing people who think differently than we do. We will learn a lot more about each other if we stop yeah. and listen and go, you know, why do we see things differently here? What? Because the underlying values is generally the same. But there will always be this contention, Frank, between personal responsibility and social responsibility. And if we go too too far towards social responsibility, we create a nanny state where we we enable bad behavior in the in the sake of well, I don't want to infringe on somebody else's freedom. If we go too far towards personal responsibility and too much about personal freedom, then we can become cold and apathetic towards other people's plight. And so there will always need to be this healthy tension yeah. between personal responsibility and social responsibility. But we have to do it with a clear head, non-emotional, and do not let fear be the decision. If you look through history, fear has been the reason why a lot of really dumb things have happened. Because we believe dumb things through fear, and I'm talking to both sides here. So if you hear me speaking, you're on the you're on the the right side of this or the conservative side. You're like, oh yeah, 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 fear. And then if you're on the left, you're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm speaking to both of you. I'm talking to everyone because both extremes get really out of touch with reality. We need more people who can use their brain and not just believe what they're hearing on both sides. I generally believe that uh, believe in vaccines. I think the history shows that yeah. history shows that vaccines have helped tremendously. You know, so uh, I, in no way are we disparaging anyone that takes a vaccine or disparaging any entity that develops vaccines. Yeah, I'm very um, thankful for, for yeah. modern medical science. Absolutely, um, and there's a lot of amazing vaccines that have changed the world, and we'd be screwed without them. And you'd be silly to just reject them whole heart all of them like oh they're all right. bad oh no that's not true thank god for the polio vaccine and all the technology that came from that and and i'm not advocating for us to be skeptical about everything that comes out of like moderna and pfizer and thing and companies like that i would um, be, be skeptical of everything I, question everything <laughs> i'm not, okay look i'm i'm not advocating to be skeptical of everything i'm advocating to have a conversation around everything and not to believe everything right yeah. I, I think skeptic me, skepticism, skepticism. Yes. skepticism is not good though yeah yeah unhealthy skepticism but yeah. but but i think there, there it's it's a it's a word that i think can people can misconstrue skepticism so they when, when they hear that and they they take on that kind of identity what they do is they they tend to like bash and hate on whatever's yeah. you know yep, yep, being yep. being uh you know, uh, supported by the narrative. So, you know, I think it's important to have a conversation. It's, it's, it's important not to just dismiss whatever, you know, the other side is saying, whatever your argument is. Um, and, and I'm on the side of vaccines. So I'm on actually the side of, of, um, you know, these manufacturing companies developing these vaccines. However, we need to question things, you know, the pharmaceutical companies don't have the best history with regards to, you know, what they've given to patients, you know, people have died, and people have tried to cover up, you know, certain clinical trials and things of that nature. So we need to be cognizant of that. But also, you know, Johnson and Johnson and these big companies have also helped a lot of people as well. So I, I say in aggregate, they've benefited more than than hurt. But we also have to look at, you know, potentialities of what could happen. You know, you don't want to give your kid a vaccine that people warned you about. And then your kid has an adverse reaction. Just because, oh, it's it's a big company, you know, developed this vaccine and we should just believe big companies. No, I think you need to question everything and you need to have a conversation around it. You should be skeptical, I think, in general. Healthy skepticism. You should be skeptical in general of people that 100% dismiss your, your point of view.
if they dismiss your point of view, just like it's silly, they make fun of you, whatever the case may be, then you should be cognizant of that. And you should, you should probably be a little hesitant to engage in more conversation with that, with those people or that person. And, um, and you, that should actually, you know, um, give you, it should make you concerned a little bit regarding, you know, what people are saying. You should be, you should have a, a light bulb moment when you hear people being overly dismissive of things and you should start to investigate a little bit more right. when anyone's overly dismissive of anything, you should go, Hmm, I should, I should educate myself a little bit more. I should go on the internet, do, do whatever research I have to do in order to find out the truth, find the truth out for yourself and then find out the truth out, find the truth that the other people have. And, um, and, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, we're, we're going to do a series on, uh, critical thinking and fallacies of reasoning, but big tip off, is if you're having a conversation and somebody's response is to attack you, not what you're saying, well, that's a fallacy of reasoning called ad hominem. I don't know if they're even teaching that in school anymore, but certainly that seems to be the leading way ad that people want to argue yeah. uh, on the internet. They just call you a clown or an idiot or, or whatever, and they leave it there. That's fascinating to me. Uh, you know, ultimate conversation is being able to listen to somebody, seek to understand their position, and then have a real conversation around it. That's where we need to go. And unfortunately... So much of our world is politicized right now and we're divided as a result and we need to lean in and try to understand each other. Um, but there is an old saying in marketing that, that I think applies to the situation we're in and it's yeah. that if the product is free, you are the product. <laughs> right? yeah. and, and we have a, we have a product yeah. that, is, that is making companies billions of dollars in which they were able to sign a waiver that, that they would not be held liable for any long-term effects of that. That alone should make people take pause. And if it isn't making you take pause, that's genuinely concerning to me. Now, that isn't me telling you that you shouldn't take it. That isn't me saying that it isn't worth taking it. But those sorts of things should make you take pause. And anybody who's calling somebody else stupid for taking pause, I'm like, what what, what math are you doing? What? How is it that are you just, is it just trust? You just, there's a lot of trust there for you or what? But because there's no recourse, now imagine if you're a mother, and all the mothers on here, listen to this, you're a mother and you have an instinct that this isn't going to be good for your child. You just know, like, this isn't going to be good. But society pressures you into, no, you're doing the socially responsible thing. You need to give this to your child. And then your child has a long-term effect that impacts the rest of their life. And now you don't even have recourse because the, the thing you took, they're protected. Yeah. Are you serious right now? Like we got to get back to giving people choice and, and protect choice. Now, again, freedom is messy. I talked about that and I got a lot of responses. Freedom is messy. When you give people the opportunity to make a choice, you also give them the opportunity to make the wrong choice. But that's how people learn. That's how we understand our world. And I get it. I get now, that that's scary. There, there's an argument that can be made that if if the vaccine was, you know, unquestionably proven, right? that right. you should take the vaccine for herd immunity right right but that's 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 the contention is that this is not a proven you know vaccine there's there's not enough safety and efficacy studies relating to the vaccine that can cause people to you know relate uh you know um not have concerns so because of that i think you know people are, are having these like major concerns well and that's you know we're we're putting ourselves in a condition where we may find ourselves needing to take boosters for the rest of our life <laughs> like, <laughs> like this isn't we're not this this what's funny I, exactly why we're calling it a vaccine is fascinating to me but you want to produce an iga response right an immune response in your body so that it knows what to do when COVID enters your body well there's lots of ways to do that 
uh, are lots of ways that is happening, some more effective than others. But if we're going to have to continually take boosters, then there's long-term effects of that. What if you're constantly injecting this into your body? We simply don't know. Uh, and that's kind of the issue. Uh, and we are going to turn this into a video. I know when we go live, this doesn't get recorded, um, but we are going to turn this into a video series to get people to just think and ask questions, ask deep questions and not judge people who are on the other side of this. When we demonize people for making the choice or choosing not to make the choice, it creates a bigger divide. Let's sit and listen to one another and understand the genuine concerns and try to remove as much as we can the politicized nature of, of these things and the emotion and just, hey, what are the underlying risks? That's how we make better decisions. <laughs> so you mentioned, um, why is why are we calling this a vaccine? It's essentially gene therapy, right? It's not a vaccine. Well, I mean, besides the, besides the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, yeah. the Johnson and Johnson vaccine is a real vaccine, but the RNA vaccines, they're not real. They're really gene therapy, right? They're manipulating our genes in order to fight COVID essentially. Yep. Um, which it, 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 it's a beautiful <laughs> idea, right? The idea is to produce an IgA response or an immune response in your body. So your body knows what to do when COVID shows up. And I think the numbers overwhelmingly suggest that you're going to have a less severe case if you're vaccinated, right? So for, if you're at risk, that's huge. And I understand there's a lot of people, I, you know, for those who are super pro-vax or you think this is a clear-cut thing, go look at my comment sections. There was a lot of doctors and nurses who stepped up and said a lot of different things that were unpopular. Like, hey, we're not, you know, we're not seeing the unvaccinated or seeing this as a, a, uh, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. We're seeing a lot of vaccinated people come in. So people said RERs don't have anybody in them and that mm. we keep hearing that they're full and ours are not. Right. Um, some people that are nurses and doctors saying, I'm concerned to take the vax and I'm being told to. It's like not everybody agrees. And this is the other appeal to authority thing we do, which is another fallacy of reasoning. We appeal and think, oh, everybody's on the same page. That is not true. Not everybody is on the same page with this. False and appeal to authority. False appeal to authority, which yeah. is classic. Do your own research and do what's right for you. Which is also is not a clear cut issue. If it was clear cut, there wouldn't be all this arguing about it. <laughs> which also, you know, on both sides, there's false appeal, appeal to authority that's used. Like uh, Jenny McCarthy on the anti-vax side. She, that's not or, an authority you should listen to. I don't know that Trump is authority <laughs> on the science of, although I think he took it and the booster too. But Right. Also... Why are we why are we giving authority to general uh, medical practitioners? They they don't take immunology classes in right. medical school. Like they, maybe they have like one course or like one session on immunology, but if they don't really study it enough to to be an expert at it, so why are we why are we blindly believing what medical practitioners say if they're if they don't have an education in immunology? That's what. I'm well, that's what I have a question about. I was I didn't know if Instagram was going to pull it down or not. And they didn't. But I posted on my story last night a, a woman who actually worked on the MR, uh, Moderna uh -huh. vaccine that that's her background that she was sharing her concerns around it. Like, yeah, there are real issues here that we haven't solved yet. We just think the risk to reward is worth it. Mm -hmm. But saying there's no risk, that's right. the issue. Don't say there isn't a risk. There absolutely is a risk. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I'm not saying don't listen to your doctor. I'm not saying that because they, they, that, that's, that, that, that's the field that they're in and they're studying it. Likely. Unless you're seeking preventative, but, preventative health advice, then go, go listen to somebody who studies preventative health. Most doctors yeah. do not. <laughs> the, the, pre, the presupposition, though, that a doctor, because he's, he studied, you know, he's a general practitioner, has the knowledge um, to prove or disprove a vaccine, right. I think is, is wrong. And and you need to really examine that and look at that because just because they're a doctor, yes, they are smart, but
but it doesn't mean that they have the specific esoteric knowledge required in order to, you know, uh, explain whether something works or not. And this is very esoteric knowledge. It's not, it's not something that's, you know, you know, available to the general public. So, you know, why are we doing things that are just, uh, why are we listening to people that are just practicing the medicine and not really studying it on in a lab consistently? That's, that's a concern I have. And I think, I think the society is changing in that respect. Um, you, you kind of hear this when, when you hear like doctors talk about, you know, oh, the golden age is, is done or whatever the case may be. Cause they, they talk about like how, you know, back in the day, 20, 30 years ago, you know, their, their word was gold, you know, everything that they said was listened to. And because of that, there was more money made and things like that. So they talk about the golden era of being a physician Yeah, and they talk about how it's yep. gone now. And I think the reason for that is because people are, are critically thinking more. I think we're, we're going in that direction. Like people are actually communicating their thoughts and opinions and actually providing evidence and stats and things of that nature that prove or disprove their arguments. And they're using a lot of information that they can easily gather, you know, online. And, you know, 30 years ago, they would have had to go to a library and study like two days in a row, eight hours a day to learn. So it's like, like information is free now, you know, yeah, in, in, a, in a time where information is free, it's not information that is valuable. It's to know what to do with it. And we're going to have right. a whole discussion on that soon, too, because that's the piece that's missing. We're not teaching people how to think. We're very much dedicated teaching them what to think. The how to think part is the important part. So just on RN, just jump on there and say she's not vaccinated. There's good information both ways. So if you think everybody in the medical field is aligned on this, just dig a little bit deeper because it's not true. Uh, and there's there's a lot of shaming that's going on there, which is super interesting. And somebody just commented, well, don't complain about wearing a mask, whiners. Well, I, last I checked, the vaccine didn't help you not spread uh, COVID. So that is laughable. This one, is where education comes in, right? One of my wife's best friends is a nurse, and she was concerned that she's going to lose her job because she didn't want to take the vaccine. Well, I know. Um, I she have, had a really good job at like. I have many friends who had state and federal positions that they decided to, that some were very close to retiring, but principally decided not to on the, the voice of freedom. Yep. That's the shaming is, is kind of where we seem to be right now um, with, when we don't like what somebody is saying, you know? We just we just try to shame them into changing their opinion instead of having a real discussion and educating. Remember, people generally don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Build real relationship. Have real conversation. We're going into the holidays with family. Undoubtedly, you have family on both sides of the fence on this. Try to learn how to sit and have real conversation. Hear them out. Understand their side. Understand where they're coming from because there, there is a lot that we can do to heal our country and to heal the the interpersonal wounds that we're creating right now, if we would just step back and value understanding people first, seek first to, uh, to understand, then to be understood, uh, that that alone will change it. Yeah, ivermectin came under a lot of scrutiny as well, which made me laugh. People like, you know, shaming people into thinking they're taking something that's for uh, for animals or horses, and and like, and he doesn't take a whole lot of research to realize. Oh shit! This won a Nobel Prize and is recognized by who is one of the most important medical breakthroughs of, of our century. A lot of medications are used like, in animals. Fascinating. Yeah, there's a lot of crossover, but no. that would be inconvenient, right? Like yeah. we don't want to recommend that. That would, uh, anyway, stuff silly. What 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 I'm concerned about is why are we overly dismissing um, like these other um, alternative medicines, um, like I ivermectin, remdesivir, 
why are we overly dismissed? Like, what, or just isn't that is that vitamin D as a isn't that measure? Isn't that uh, the antithesis of of science? Like, you got to question, create hypotheses about certain things, and not just overly dismiss. So, why are we listening to like, you know, uh, news anchors about you know whether these medications are work or not? Like, why? That that's my my question is like okay again false appeal to authority. People are overly you know believing in you know, news anchors and, and people that don't really have an expertise in immunology. And in specifically, not only would you have, have to have an expertise in immunology, but you have to have an expertise in M mRNA. Um, and, and that takes another, you know, however many years to get educated on that. So why are we, you know, even like within immunology, you know, people within immunology will tell themselves, will tell people in general, like, this is not my field of expertise within immunology. They studied immunology their entire life. And they're like, well, I haven't studied this to the level that would cause me to make a, a you know sophisticated argument, and so so why are we just like listening to whatever is being said out there? That that's that's really you know concerning to me, and the fact that we're just going oh ivermectin, it's so silly. Like why would you even consider ivermectin? Okay, well tell me the science behind it, make an actual argument why ivermectin doesn't work. Like have we done studies on it? Have we have we even considered doing studies on ivermectin and, and, and remdesivir. And if we haven't considered doing studies on remdesivir and, and ivermectin, why? Mm -hmm. If people are saying it's working, that's like the first step in like um, uh, people, people hate on, uh, you know, anecdotal, you know, stories or whatever the case may be. But, you know, studies start from anecdotes. <laughs> that's where studies start. So why aren't we studying it? Like, why are we just going, no, no, this is ridiculous or this is stupid. Like, we shouldn't even look at this because that's the antithesis of, of science and, the um, you know, the scientific method. So, yes, it's it's weird. So, yeah, it, 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 it listen. And to be clear, is there a risk in not getting vaccinated? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Is COVID real? Yes, it is. Absolutely. There's still people that are arguing that COVID isn't even real. I don't know where they come from or where they live. But. <laughs> But is COVID real? Yes. Is there a risk in getting it? Yes. Is there a risk in taking the vaccine? Yes. Is there a risk in not taking it? Yes. But it's to me, it's the ultimate choice of the human to make what's best for their body because it isn't clear cut. I realize right. some people on both sides of this think, oh, it's very clear cut. It isn't. And that's why there is so much contention. Mm -hmm. and, and part of the issue is trust in, in authority or trust in the people who are representing us is at an all time low. I guarantee you, if we were united as a country right now, and I'm addressing the United States here, and we trusted our authority, we trusted the government, there would probably be a hell of a lot less questions about what's happening. But there is a lack of trust right now, and we need to bring that back. And it isn't the government. People, oh, the government's evil. The government says, the government is us. Guys, we elect the people in the government. I'll now, some of you may disagree with that, but we got work to do, and we're going to address that too. But I am not anti-government. I'm very thankful for our government. I do not think it's efficient or, or terribly effective in a lot of ways right now. But they're representative of us. We've just we've gone through a nation cycle where we've had so much affluency and success in our country that we've invited in the bureaucratic uh, domain. And I've talked about this before, too. There's a great book on the topic called Barbarians to Bureaucrats. It talks about the cycles of organizations and countries. And we've moved into a more bureaucratic process because we've achieved a level of independence and a level of affluence that makes things almost too easy. And we're going to address this more on other topics. But this isn't a time. I mean, we got work to do. But we need to stand united and work together, not divided. If, you, yeah. if history tells us anything, when we get too divided, bad things happen. So yeah. learn to reach across the aisle and learn how, oh boy, it's a hoax. It's a biological weapon. Here they come. We, Here's the other side of it. We need to land the plane here in a little bit. But <clears throat> um, 
question everything, question us, um, you know, go out and do your own research. Um, just because we're, we're saying these things doesn't mean all, all we're advocating for is to have a critical, you know, discussion around this, not necessarily to dismiss vaccines or whatever the case may be. I'm a supporter of vaccines personally. I, you know, have vaccinated my daughter, so I believe in vaccines. However, question everything, question, you know, what's given to your daughter and, uh, or your, your children, whatever the case may be. So again, I don't want to be, I don't want to be like put into the camp of I dismiss and I'm skeptical of everything. I want to be put into the camp of I just want to have a discussion around this. That's it. That's it. Healthy, healthy skepticism is good. But listen, maybe it's because I, you know, I grew up in a military family. I grew up loving my country, but I will say this, even if you don't respect the man, respect the position. And I absolutely respect the president of the United States. I don't think any sane person would choose to become the president. It is by far the hardest job in the world. You work 24 seven and somebody is always hating you. So I respect President Joe Biden. I respect uh, the work that I genuinely believe he's trying to do. And I genuinely believe he's trying to do what's best for our country. All my hardcore right wingers just got pissed off at me and that's fine. You can, but we got to bring a way to get united here and come back to it and just see that we, as Americans, we genuinely want the same things. We just have a different way of getting there and try to understand the other side of this. But there is a delicate balance between personal responsibility and social responsibility. And that tension is where I think healthy, healthy dialogue happens and healthy cultures yes. happen. Erring too, uh, too far on either side is a negative thing. But respect the position. He is the president of the United States. We lose that. Everything else goes down. Absolutely. Somebody asked, uh, what's the probability of death if I don't get vaxxed? Like less than 1%. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. 0.25%. Um, and that's according to recorded number. And I'm quoting the CDC on that. Yeah. And then somebody else said, who just said the boosters aren't that effective against the new variant? Um, okay. Yeah. So let's do some research on this. But let's find the plane here. Um, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. If you want to check out our, uh, if you want to check out clips on our podcast, go to Frank Aziz, Sebastian Ingus, or F5 Podcast on TikTok. Um, if you want to subscribe to our business program, go to um, patreon.com forward slash F5 Podcast. Thank you so much. Please comment, subscribe, share with your friends, do whatever whatever it is that you have to do to you know spread the word about our podcast because we're trying to grow as fast as possible, but also make the most impact. That's the, the ultimate goal is not to get a, a ton of followers. The ultimate goal is to actually make a difference in someone li someone's life. So uh, please share and uh, we look forward to conversing with you on the next podcast. Appreciate you guys. Have a wonderful day. Talk to you soon.